Welcome to the Devotional Toddcast, hosted by Pastor Todd Walker and Crossroads Church in Littleton, New Hampshire. We're calling the Toddcast tonight, Defending Offensively. Defending Offensively. Now, kids, they're out there right now. My children are, and some other children are, managing and staying, staying well-behaved for the most part. But kids provide parents with many challenges. Would you guys agree? Okay. I figured you would agree with that. I love Lou. <laughs> One of the greatest challenges of having children is all the possible scenarios that could play out with kids. Let me give you a few examples, okay? A child might vomit at night for no reason. It's happened several times in our house, and we have no idea why. Uh, a child might throw your toothbrush in the toilet to see if it floats. It's happened. Yes, thank you. A child might say something personal and private about your life out loud to your entire church. Thank you for that. A child might suddenly start hating the food they loved yesterday. They also might start enjoying a food you know for certain they said they hate. They both happen on the same day, actually. A child might ask you to defend your position on a house rule that you never really thought through. It's like, why do we do that? Don't challenge me, kid. A child might destroy something simply because they don't know what it is. What is this? It's now broken. A child might squeeze a juice box with the force of Arnold Schwarzenegger after they were asked not to squeeze it. A child might start crying when you give them a surprise because the surprise is different than their siblings. A child might open all your cough drops, lick them all to see if they're yummy, realize they're not yummy, and discard them on your bed sheets. That actually happened. I came in and Marcus had a parade with all of my cough drops and they were lined up on my bed. That's no good, that's no good, that's no good. Children, I don't know if they can hear us, but on behalf of parents everywhere, thank you for your antics. The question is, is how are parents supposed to defend themselves against all of these random challenges that come against us? The answer is love, yes. And the other answer is we can't. It's that simple. We would better have a better chance of winning the lottery twice in the same day without even playing. And yet, once again, children have provided us with an amazing parallel to defend ourselves against the devil. And no, I'm not calling children little devils. I'm not. Although it's a small degree of separation sometimes. <laughs> children, we love you. You help us see, us see us how we act before our God and our Father sometimes. Now, we cannot prepare for every scenario that children throw at us, and we cannot defend our souls against the varied, creative, and persistent attacks of the devil. So what can we do? Well, we could stay on the offense. And I mean that exactly as it sounds. Yes, it's going to be exhausting to stay on the offense. But what's more exhausting, defending ourselves against many attacks every day or taking the battle to him head on? It might change your perspective once you look at it that way. Now, with children, we have to be vigilant. We have to be able to keep our heads on a swivel. If we don't want our children exploring those dangerous things under the sink, we have to get creative, right? We've tried things like locking all the bad cabinets and giving them one safe cabinet to explore. Doesn't always work. Um, if we don't want them sampling our cough drops, 
we get very clever and we wrap up children's vitamins and put them in our drawer, our bedside drawer, and let them find them and go to town. That also doesn't work. If we don't want them throwing our toothbrush in the toilet to see if it floats, we demonstrate with their toothbrush that toothbrushes actually do float. They're just teasing. We don't do that either. Unfortunately, that strategy doesn't really work with children, but parents, we're just going to have to stay on our toes and ask God for a lot of grace to parent well. And by his grace, we will. But this offensive strategy does definitely work against the devil. It does. Satan spends his entire life trying to deceive us, trip us up, and frustrate us into replacing the Lord in our life with many other kinds of false gods. We get attacked every single day with many varied attacks from Satan. And the only proper way to defend ourselves is to take the battle to him. Why do you think we're bringing up the subject tonight? I believe we need to remember that we're not scared of the devil. Who are we scared of? We're scared of God. We're scared of disappointing our father. We're not scared of the devil. The battle is going to rage on for the rest of our lives, whether we want it to or not. So it's time to stand up and go forward in the battle. We can't let the devil bully us any longer. And why not? Well, it's quite simple. He's not that strong. He's very, very smart. But he's actually a very timid warrior. Did you know that? It says in James 4, 7, resist the devil. Finish it for me. And he will flee from you. Isn't that a wild promise from God's word? Can you imagine the devil running away from your resistance? Well, it's a promise from God with one caveat. If you read the verse right before it, it says, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Do you notice the big difference there? When the devil sees our resistance and the fact that we're near the almighty God, he will flee from us. Why? Because even though he's stronger than we are, he's nothing when compared to the almighty God. He's never going to take God one-on-one -on -one again. That is a fight he cannot win and he knows it. But we are still called to resist him as Christians. We're called to stand up, go on the offense, and take the fight to his door. And when we do this through the strength that God provides... We can and we will gain victory over evil. And this is what helps make sense of many passages in Scripture that teach us to stay on the offense. Listen to what it says in Romans 13. Romans 13, 8 through 10 says, Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Do you see it? Instead of being in debt, we are called to love each other. Instead of seeking to not fall into the hole, we're supposed to actively be nowhere near the hole. Instead of contemplating whether we should commit murder or adultery or theft or coveting what belongs to somebody else, we're supposed to seek the betterment of our neighbors. Do you notice it? This is an offensive strategy, and it's very countercultural. For so long, the devil has sought to get us to either lie down and not fight him, or to simply try to avoid the evil on our own strength and our own methods. And he knows what he's doing. He knows that when we don't fight, we lose. And he knows that when we seek to defend ourselves, we lose. We instead need to fight in the power of God, and we need to take a spirit of offense to win this spiritual battle. And remember, this is a spiritual battle. 
We're not to fight anyone. We're not to go after anyone except the devil, okay? If we're going after people, we're doing the opposite of his strategy. We are called to bless people with Christ-like love. And when we bless people, that Christ-like love harms the devil's ability to hurt us. Now, let's actually see in a practical example tonight how we can turn the tables on the devil and begin defending ourselves by going on the offense. Gossip. Gossip is when we slander somebody behind their back. It's evil, and it's most definitely a part of the devil's plan for our lives. Gossip tears people down that God loves. Now, do you guys remember the game Jenga? Remember that game Jenga? The big put all these blocks together and you have to take the block out and see if the tower can still stand up after you take a few blocks out of it. Well, that's the strategy, okay? The devil's trying to knock our tower down and we're trying to build that tower and keep that tower standing. So let's use an example today. Does anyone be, want to be my volunteer? I know that's a very dangerous question to ask for a pastor, but you don't have to say a word. Will someone volunteer? All right. Thank you, Helen. All right. Helen, I'm going to use you as my volunteer. I'm going to pretend gossip with Helen. Okay? And I'm going to use someone that hasn't volunteered to be our patsy. Okay? Helen, can you believe David the other day? His phone was going off in church. I couldn't believe it. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I think he's, I think he's probably one of those people that just always has to have his phone out. And always has to pay attention to his phone. In fact, I'm kind of done with the guy altogether. Remember what I said, fake, okay? I did get paid. Well, that's why I'm doing it now. See, I'm knocking the tower down. Do you see how we defend ourselves against gossip by seeking the betterment of those around us? Now I want to flip the table, okay? David's one of the finest men I know. David helps me in so many ways throughout the week that I can't do my job without him, Helen. And I want you to know that about David. David is a fantastic man, and he's a friend of mine and a true brother in Christ. See, Satan wants to knock our tower down, but we must strengthen the tower. We must do the opposite. Not even do nothing. Okay, now when I build a tower with my children, we got one or two little ones out there that love to knock the tower down as soon as it's up, okay? They're tower knocker downers. The devil is the classic tower knocker downer. He wants to knock our tower down. And we can't even just let the tower stay. We have to strengthen it. We have to build it. Let's try one more. We're not going to use this one as an illustration, but I want to talk about judgmentalism. Being judgmental is when we assume the worst about people without knowing the facts. We jump to conclusions that make the person appear in the worst light imaginable. Judgmentalism is single-handedly killing the church. Did you know that? And now, it's different when you and I have the clear crystal clear facts. Okay, That's not judgmentalism. Judgmentalism is when we assume we know without knowing. And when we don't know, instead of giving people the benefit of the doubt, we assume the worst about them, and then we spread that falsehood to somebody else. It's evil. But instead of just avoiding judgmentalism, because that's not the goal, guess what we're called to do? We're called to, we're called to judge not, and we're called to build up. We're called to take an offensive strategy to this. We can assume the best about our church. We could assume people are hurting and need prayer. We could assume someone needs to come alongside of them and show them love and kindness. Because it says in 1 Corinthians 13, if you want to love the way Christ loved, you hope all things, believe all things, endure all things. Do you notice that? Hope the best. Assume the best. 
come alongside of and encourage and build up and strengthen. That's the opposite of judgmentalism. Not just to do nothing. Not just don't judge or don't gossip, but strengthen, build up. Do you see what happens when we take this strategy? Instead of the devil getting us to attack a fellow member of God's family, we take the opposite strategy and we build them up. Do you notice what happens? The tower is meant to get weaker by the devil's attacks and we make it stronger. Instead of knocking down the body, we build the body up, we strengthen the body, and the body gets stronger. Not only do we defend his attacks, we counterpunch. And the kingdom of God gets healthier. The devil's goal is to get it unhealthy and divide it and get us to bicker and against each other and friendly fire. And I want to be very transparent with you tonight. Many people negatively judge and gossip even about pastors. It happens a lot, and it's very painful to endure. And I hope that people would assume the best about people like me. I hope they would assume and give me every benefit of the doubt that I was chosen by God to lead his church. I hope people believe that and assume that the decisions we're making are ones that are good for the church. But these friendly fire attacks happen a lot. They do. And the devil's getting us to harm those that we need the most. What if Crossroads Church was not ready to only avoid division, but was ready to unify together to win the North Country with the gospel of Jesus and the love of God? What would happen when an entire body of Christ built each other up, prayed for each other, met each other's needs, and did it all for Christ's sake? Amen, sister. Amen. Do you think the devil's plan for the North Country would be threatened when we did that? I think it's time to defend differently. I really do. I think it's time that we offensively defend. It's time we pursue righteousness and love every single day. It's time we advance the name and the kingdom of God. And the question for all of us tonight is, are we ready and willing to go on the offense? Stop letting the devil bully us and actually take the fight to his door. Advance, bless, build up, strengthen, pray for, love with brotherly love. That's the only strategy that can take him down. That's the only strategy that can advance the kingdom of God. And I hope we'd all do that together. Thanks for listening to the Devotional Toddcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. Learn more about us at CrossroadsOfLittleton.com. Crossroads Church, seeking to shine the light and love of Jesus in the heart of New England.